So we're a year into this pandemic, right? Right. How are you feeling about crowded indoor spaces? Oh, I'm not liking it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are definitely not going to like one of our Florida stories this week. All right. Also, uh, just when you think it's safe to go to the playground, look who's trying to run over toddlers. Oh, wow. And uh, hey, there's someone living in the sewers, and they're not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, all that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show! Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have some of those to share, don't we, Kirsten? We sure do. Yeah. Ripped, Ripped from, from the, the headlines. headlines. That's right. And our first story comes to us from Yahoo News. Yes. Jacksonville, Florida's Star Veterans Memorial Arena is the site of this month's UFC 261. Ah. And the arena's capacity, 15,000 tickets, wow. sold out in just minutes last week. Whoa. And that's not like a socially distanced pandemic prevention 15,000 right. people. 15,000 is the arena's normal capacity. Wow. Now, in the fine print on the UFC tickets, they warn fans that attending the event, quote, may lead to exposure to COVID-19, which could result in death or other permanent damage. The CDC, of course, is still urging people to practice social distancing and avoid large groups. Mm -hmm. UFC fans don't seem to care because tickets are now selling online for up to 20 times face value. Wow. Well, thank you, UFC, for staring COVID right in the face and saying, knock us out, please. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, um, you know... Death or permanent damage. When you hear that in association with UFC, you think, you know, death, permanent damage, possibilities for fighters inside the octagon, not just to the guys swilling beer and and cheering them on in the stands. Yeah, you think of the people in the octagon getting pummeled and not necessarily the fans getting pummeled. But in a world surrounded by Florida freaks, you know, UFC creator Dana White truly rises to a level of idiocy that few can reach, right? I, no, I, I think it's genius. I think Dana White is no dummy. Right. He knows... Uh, we he, know he's not, right. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, he knows people are dying to go to this thing. Yes. Possibly, literally. Um, He knows people want to go. He knows he doesn't want to get sued. Right. And he knows he wants to make UFC a buttload of money. Yeah. And this is a recipe for all of that, right? Yeah, he's covering all of his bases, that's for sure. Now, there is a huge assumption of risk waiver that Mm. attendees have to sign, which says that attendance may lead to death, fever, weight loss, irreversible pulmonary, respiratory, or nervous system damage, mental or emotional distress, temporary or permanent disability, Mm -hmm. loss of income, loss of employment. (laughs) Sign me up, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got everything (laughs) covered there. There's probably a lot of those that are on that writer that probably already fit the fan base. (laughs) Yeah, definitely I think I would have some mental or emotional distress after sitting through a UFC match. Sure. Well, maybe this is the new way of the UFC helping their fans feel like what it's like to be in the octagon, you know, to, to be their favorite fighters. By forcing its fans to create a super spreader event, you f- can finally feel the weight of the fighter on your chest as oh. you fight to keep your breath, and uh, COVID chokes you into submission, oh. right? It's a dream come true. 
I'm I it's like it's like a COVID UFC fantasy camp. <laughs> it really <you> know? is. <laughs> it's perfect for that. So 20 times face value, the article said. Mm-hmm. So of course I had to look for myself. Sure. Check tonight. Uh floor seats are ranging from twelve hundred dollars to twenty-six thousand dollars for this. I mean yeah, sure. I could pay twenty six grand to watch two guys beat each other up in in skin tight shorts, yeah. or you know, I could buy like a brand new Chevy Malibu right. and use the leftover like two grand to pay a couple of unemployed landscapers to just wrestle in their boxers for me. Wow. I figure, you know, <laughs> one has much better long term return on it than right. the other. <laughs> the yin and the yang of that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even remember the Super Bowl having that high of a ticket value. I'm sure it did. Oh, I'm sure it did. But, uh, I mean, this is an event that happens, you know. Now, I don't know if anybody's going to pay that $26,000. But the fact that somebody even put it out there. And they weren't, there were several tickets in the $25,000 range. Yeah, it means somebody's probably at least, you know, entertaining the idea. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) By the way, highest gross box office in the arena's history. Uh Uh-huh. And it's not like a brand new arena, but highest, and that's also fastest sellout. That's just at the normal prices, not at the uh, overinflated um, secondhand market prices. Right. Wow. Jacksonville really coming up, coming to bat for the old UFC on this one. Yeah, coming in hot. (laughs) So our second story comes to us from clickorlando.com and was submitted to us by friend of the show, Brock Ackerman. Thanks, Brock. Two South Carolina teenagers are in hot water after taking their mom's Tesla for a joyride 200 plus miles to Palm Coast, Florida. Ah. A Flagler County Sheriff's deputy watched the car drive down the wrong side of the road on State Road 100, so he pulled the Tesla over where it then backed into the sheriff's cruiser. Ooh, that's not good. The teenagers, age 14 and 15, claimed the Tesla was on autopilot when it backed into oh. the cop car. But deputies determined that one of the teens was actually operating the vehicle at the time. (laughs) The driver's mother, by the way, thought her daughter was staying at grandma's house and had no idea that her daughter had left the state in her car. The driver, by the way, was cited for driving without alliance, and the kids were left in the custody of the Department of Children and Families. Well... I think that this is how Elon Musk finds his future astronauts, right? Oh. The the teens that steal his cars and manipulate the onboard computers, they're the real They're you know, the real Mavericks, geniuses. Real geniuses and Mavericks, and they can fly his uh his SpaceX rockets, definitely. So is the car did it like the twenty twenties version of the dog ate my homework or the Feels devil like made it. me do it? Right. Feels like it. I mean, you know those cars are unpredictable, right? So they say, <laughs> so they say, I don't know. Does an autonomous car know when it's getting pulled over? That sounds like an existential question as well. <laughs> if like, a tree falls in the woods, yeah. if an autonomous car is is pulled over, does it know? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it's so obvious that the teens didn't utilize the computer. Had they done so instead of using their brains like they have, they probably would still be joyriding at this time. They wouldn't be driving on the wrong side of the road. We know the computer's probably not going to back into the cruiser, so they would have just been still out there. It's very possible. They probably, you know, the, uh, my guess they might be is... might Key West by now. My guess is autopilot for the first couple of hours, sure. and then they went, well, this can't be that hard. This is just not fun enough. 
yeah, yeah this isn't gonna work but you said using their brains and i mean i remember being 14 and sure i'm not sure my brain got used a whole lot then well, that's so what i'm saying it's like the car is gonna be way more probably a lot more safe than they are so so have you uh, ever ever had like a weird getting pulled over story oh yeah uh i've gotten pulled over a couple of times but um here in florida yeah when i was in florida i got pulled over on my way to work it's the same route i take every day and all of a sudden like i as i'm pulling into work a state trooper pulls me over oh. and i have no idea why it happened it turns out that I did a U-turn, which is what I always do to get to the to to my a office. Legal a, a legal U-turn. A legal U-turn. We're not the, just flipping bitches willy-nilly out right, on the roads, right. the highways and byways of Southwest Florida. Right. That was no longer legal on this particular road because they changed the light to a red arrow. Light oh, as they opposed, switched the light pattern. Yeah, they changed it all of a sudden, like it just happened over the weekend. And I was so used to as soon as everybody, as soon as the green light comes, you could just go ahead and go, and it had turned into like a like a, a like a flashing Those yellow arrow. Tricky, tricky traffic engineers. Yeah, and I had no idea, and there just happened to be a cruiser behind me. Of course. Luckily, I got out of the ticket somehow. I, once he realized I actually worked there, he was like, "Yeah, he probably does take this road a lot," so I'll just take his word for it. But. That's that's the weirdest thing is when you get pulled over and yeah. you don't know why you're getting. Oh pulled yeah, over. I had no idea. And, and it's <laughs> happened to me too, where I've just been like driving home, yeah. minding my own business, going relatively close to the speed right. limit. Oh, there's sometimes I play dumb, and I was like, I have no idea what I did. This one, I really had no idea. Yeah, no. So in the dark about Yeah, it. I've been pulled over for like, you know, a brake light that doesn't work. Yeah. You don't know until somebody tells you, right. you know. I've been pulled over. I blew a stop sign once on my, on, I was on a road I'd never been on before and it was dark out. Yeah. And there were no cars and I didn't see the stop sign. I yeah. mean, I, um, one time a friend of mine and I were driving up in Michigan. We were, this was a long time ago. We were both mm-hmm. in our 20s then. And we thought she was getting pulled over like this. We were on a busy road. Sure. This cruiser's behind her, starts, you know, whirling the right. whirling the lights, the, the gumball gum machine. Machines, yeah. yeah, the gumball <laughs> machine lights up, the siren goes off. So we pull over thinking we're sure. getting pulled over. And another car pulls over too, which uh-huh. was a little bit weird. Um, and then the cop like walks up to our car and is like, Are you with these people <laughs> in this other car? And we were like, No, why? Nah. He's like, I'm not pulling you over, dummy. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes you get pulled over, you don't realize you're getting pulled over. These kids, eh, they probably had a decent... Decent idea why well, they were I getting mean, pulled over. If they don't have their licenses and stuff like that, it's like they, they know the jig is up. At the point, right? <laughs> you know what? If only we had those jetpacks we were promised in the future and not the self-driving cars, we yeah. wouldn't have these problems. Yeah. When are we going to get those jetpacks? I don't know. We were promised jetpacks. I've been packs. waiting way too long on that. The only other thing I've really got, this, this one little cherry on the top of this particular story is hitting the deputy's car and blaming it on the computer i just absolutely <laughs> love that i mean i guess when you grow up with technology like these kids probably have you learn soon enough that the biggest snitch on your crimes is going to be a self-driving car or the ipad that you took or whatever you're just always going to get that's yeah what's gonna, yeah that's gonna and, do you in. but but you know i think technology usually doesn't screw up that much <laughs> i don't know i feel like it does like yeah. you lose internet access and all of a sudden you're helpless oh they, boy. they probably just were like oh my car lost internet access and it couldn't drive anymore yeah there you go we lost our wi-fi connection yep <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, our next story comes to us from NBC-2.com and also submitted to us by friend of the show, Sarah Salvatore. Thanks, Sarah. Around 9 a.m. one day last week, a woman was walking along Atlantic Avenue in Delray Beach when she heard something unusual coming from the storm drain. Oh. A naked woman was trapped in the storm sewer, eight feet underground, and was screaming for help. Wow. A Delray Beach Fire and Rescue uh, hurried to the scene where they used a ladder and a harness to lift the 43-year-old woman to ground level. The woman was reported missing by her boyfriend 20 days ago. 20 days? She told police she went for a swim in the canal near her boyfriend's house, started exploring inside a doorway she found at a shallow part of the canal, and then got lost. She said she was stranded in the sewer for three weeks, Mm. though cops are a little skeptical of the story and point to a history of bad decisions and drug abuse. Uh. Uh, After the rescue, she was taken to a local hospital and was treated for dehydration. Well, it's a good thing this woman was found because otherwise it could have turned out to be like this R-rated origin story of Pennywise the Clown. Remember Pennywise? Oh, yeah. The character from the It movies? Yeah. It just feeds on the children. Yeah, in the storm drain. Tim Tim Curry has never looked so good. (laughs) Except maybe in Rocky Horror. Uh, Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, the fishnets. Come on. This whole thing's got like a very Alice in Wonderland vibe to it to me. You know, she she goes through this doorway. Mm -hmm. She ends up in this magical world that she just gets lost (laughs) in. Probably finds a little cake with a sign that says, eat me on it. You know, (laughs) whatever it might be. Maybe she found a Cheshire rat along the way. Ooh, there you go. With like the weird (laughs) teeth. (laughs) Invisible Cheshire. Rat. There you go. Either that, or you know, maybe she stumbled across a ninja turtle. Oh yeah, that's their that's their home, right? They right? live in the sewers. Yeah, with Splinter. He was their sensei, right? I don't remember the rat. Yeah, he was a rat. Yeah, maybe he's a Cheshire rat. Yeah, all all of the Ninja Turtle fans can uh, call in and lambast us for not knowing enough about him. That's for sure. Uh, but I am glad that the first responders found her and got her to safety. Absolutely. But I can't help but think that this sounds like the beginning of a really bad penthouse letter. <laughs> Dear penthouse, I never thought it would happen to me. I don't know that. I don't know who that character what is. What is that accent? I don't know. I don't know. I always try to think of like blue collar, and I always go for like some sort of New York accent. I have no idea where he, it, it sounds. More like the Penguin, or something. I was thinking Howard Cosell. <laughs> I, did Howard Cosell? Dear penthouse, I never <laughs> thought it would happen to me. That's much better. So so the story is, of course, he pulls the naked 43-year-old right. woman who, who's been underground for right. two, three weeks yeah, and, and in it, a storm drain, and it gets sexy? Well, sure. Of course. That's the, <laughs> that's the next possible step, right? That she would need to thank him in some way. And she delivers him a pizza. Oh, yes. Isn't there always a pizza delivery guy somewhere in there? Yes. Usually, or somebody <laughs> repairing the cable. Well, And then the big... The big thing that you find out at the end is that they fix the cable. So, Oh, thank goodness. Right. As long as the cable gets fixed. Yeah, I was really worried about it. Well, thank God this happened in a storm sewer <laughs> and not in the other kind of sewer. Oh, yeah. Like uh, a freshwater sewer as opposed to a wastewater sewer. Ooh. Because otherwise it would be like, you know, Andy Dufresne's escape from Shawshank, except instead of taking like five minutes to go 500 yards, she took... 
20 days. Instead of Andy Dufresne looking Andy like Dufresne. a tall drink of water, he'd be a half-naked <laughs> uh, naked woman coming out of 500 yards of poo. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. I got another question here. Sure. We live in an area with a lot of canals. Yeah. Much like Delray Beach apparently has yes, a lot we of do. canals. Yep. Would you go swimming in one of our canals? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Nope. Like I mean, I've gone paddle boarding. Sure. You've gone kayaking. I've gone kayaking. Yeah. I mean, if I fell in, right. that's one thing. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going for a swim in one of our... No. There's gators. No. There's there's just ick. Yeah. Like, it's slimy. It's yeah. not. It's not... Nice water. No, it's, it's not like beach water. water. Uh, no. It's probably not much different than the beach water, but it just doesn't feel quite the same. It is always very impressive the people that work in the canals, you know, that either help put in the seawalls. Oh, no. Fascinating. The scuba in, divers uh, yeah. that are putting in the docks and stuff yeah. like that. Like, very that's, cool. That's But that's some, I mean, when you're talking about canals, I that's some crazy work. I don't think that's this young woman's profession. No. No, it doesn't sound like it. She so, just went for a swim in the canal. Yeah. And that there have been so many cautionary tales in movies about teens skinny dipping in the water oh, yeah. and bad things happening to them. That's for sure. This one seems a bit more far-fetched, but uh, at least the rats didn't get her. Could be a good horror movie plot. It really feels like it. Like I said, it's like it feels like the It, it movies. It, it has, uh, she's just lucky on. she didn't run into a gator because Ooh. we've done plenty of stories about gators being found in storm drains. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. if she was really down there for 20 days. Yeah. That's Dang. where the curiosity would no longer get the best of me. It's like if I find that I'm in some sort of drain, no thank you. I know where gators live in these drains. Yeah. Yeah. So two interesting facts about Delray Beach. Mm. We've never been there. No. Nope. That's not one of the interesting facts. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's... <laughs> yeah. I'm fascinated by that. Uh, Delray Beach recently was named one of the happiest seaside communities in the nation. Delray, way to go. Um, it also has uh, one of the largest opioid problems in the nation. Well, do you think the happiness? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think there's a correlation between the happiness and the opioids? Definitely could be. I opioids mean, can definitely make you feel pretty good. There's no such thing as a coincidence. No. If you watch NCIS, you know that's one of Gibbs' rules. Yeah. There's no such thing as a coincidence. That's so I'm, right. I'm saying the two correlate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, our last story comes to us from ClickOrlando.com. Uh-huh. It was not all fun and games on the playground at Pompano Beach Community Park last week. That's because a driver blasted through a portion of the park's gate, drove onto the playground, and hit a woman and her three-year-old grandson. What? But you know what? The driver had a great reason. She was trying to run over somebody else entirely. Oh, okay. Well, I get it now. Uh, Fedeline St. Felix was behind the wheel of the vehicle. She told cops that she went to the park to settle a beef, mm-hmm. and then she got emotional and ran over the wrong person when she couldn't find the brakes. Oh, pesky brakes. The grandmother was able to grab her grandson just in the nick of time to avoid the full wow. brunt of the head, wow. but both still sustained minor injuries. They're okay, although the boy does not have any interest in going to the park to play anymore. Uh, St. Felix, by the way, was arrested, and a judge has ruled, among other things, 
that she is not allowed to have any future contact with the victims. Well, this is what this is the kind of stuff that can happen when we grow up in a world with a game Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and we just get really desensitized just running over people all the time. You played Grand Theft Auto before, I have right? Indeed, yes. Now, and and believe me, on the game it's fun running over people. But I don't have any desire to run over people outside of that. So did she pick up a kilo of cocaine and a hooker on the way first to run over people? That's usually the way the storyline works. Listen maybe to some Phil Collins. Oh, we're talking about Vice City. Yeah, Yeah. that's the only one I've played. I don't know. that's, That's the really fun one, in my opinion. All I have to say is I hate when I'm planning a revenge hit and run. And then I get all emotional about it. and The worst. Alexa is talking to us right now, by the way. And it's the strangest thing. I don't know what she's talking about. Alexa, stop. <laughs> we have the sassiest devices in our house. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, <laughs> I hate when I'm planning a hit and run and yeah. then I get all emotional and forget which one's the break right. and which one's the gas. Yeah. And oopsie daisy, hit the wrong person. The worst part of any, of your day. That's uh, for sure. So yeah. true. It's always the vertical pedal on the right that you don't want to hit if you want to make the car go. <laughs> No, but here's an idea. No matter how, how mad you get, try not to run over anyone. I, what? I never thought I would say it, but there are better ways of dealing with your anger than running over people. I mean, this is Florida. Everybody's got a gun. Yeah. Wait, did I? Am I condoning this? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right We've now? All got guns. Just start using your guns. Don't use your vehicles uh, anymore. Thank goodness, right? Grandma has quick reflexes. Yes. Though. Oh. Like I picture her She's grabbing a the kid. Hero leaping over the car like Kobe Bryant over that Aston Martin, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Grandma's got some hops, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Huge hops. <laughs> hey, remember when playgrounds were filled with safety hazards all over the place when we were growing up? Like other than crazy women driving cars across them? Yeah, but I just remember like sharpened steel bars just sticking out everywhere that you could just like slam your head into high sky monkey bars uh, with over rock hard yeah, cement. Yeah. Oh God, rocks. the cement. Yeah. And then the spinning merry-go-rounds the that you would just keep spinning as fast as you possibly well, could. That's where you learn about centrifugal force. You do. And you also learn if you can send your brother and sister as far as into space as you could possibly send them. I mean, I'm an only child. Well, so, you know, I didn't learn that. That's I, how you do it. I did learn how to shred your arm to pieces by uh, jumping off of the swings into a pit of gravel. Exactly. That's what the next thing I was going to mention. The swings where we, we would like be flinging our puny bodies into the air yeah, so that we could destroy. At best, you're over concrete. At first, yeah. you're over gravel. Our school had these huge. They were like. Um, they were like sewer pipes, oh. right? Oh. Like these huge sewer pipes that were it's set like, up like a train. Like so- Shawshank. You could just like Shawshank, kind of. Yeah. Much bigger. Much yeah. bigger. Oh, okay. Uh, but they were set up like a train, and you played in these pipes, mm. these gigantic concrete pipes. Yeah. It was very strange, and they all smelled like pee. Oh. Every wonder. one of them smelled like pee. It was pee. like the first place everyone would go whenever they have to do an emergency bathroom <laughs> break. Probably, yeah. yeah. 
No, all I'm saying is these playgrounds used to be death traps. And now, that, even though that they're safer and they have softer corners and, you know, easy. There's still know, death traps. There's still, still death traps. People are still getting running over. I guess it's the circle of life. Oh. You can still always die on a playground, no matter how safe you make it. You know, I do you remember there was a, it was like late 80s, early 90s rap song. It was like, on the playground. Do you <laughs> remember do that not. at all? What? I have it was no like, idea why, but I don't it remember. It was like, chilling in the Pizark, be home by Dizark. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I like, feel those like you're making some... these lyrics up. No, I'm not. Uh, hit me with a kizar. Not gonna get fizzar. Yeah, the more of them that you part sing, I made up. The more of them you sing does not help your case out. <laughs> well, this is this is why my uh, 1990s rapping uh, career was very short lived. <laughs> yeah, hip hop Kirsten didn't quite take off. Uh, yeah. So one last question out of me. Okay. Because as always, I have questions. One last question. The judge ruled that she's not allowed to have future contact with the victims. Oh. She's allowed to have future contact with the intended victims still? I, yeah, like, okay. That doesn't make any sense because she didn't know these people, right? Yeah, they were strangers. Yeah, but the people that she was trying to run over were cool with that. I mean, maybe. I don't okay. know. There's a lot of things about the legal system that are still a mystery to me. Yeah. Not a law student. Yeah. Any judges out there listening, just help us out with that one. Yeah, get a little judgmental with us. <laughs> hey, so what did we learn this week? Well, I learned that ultimate fighting isn't for the faint of heart. No. But that was before their crusade to keep COVID on top as a UFC champ. Oh, do they get a belt? Does I hope COVID so. get a belt? Yeah. Uh, I learned that Elon Musk didn't design his self-driving cars for uh, 14-year-olds. Oh, all right. I also learned that even penthouse letters can come true in the weirdest storm drains of our lives in Florida (laughs) frequently. (laughs) And I learned that if you're planning to run somebody over, you know, it's probably time to pump the brakes. Yep. Literally and figuratively. Always a good idea. Yeah. So those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. And as always... You can find plenty of other crazy news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. That's at FLA Freak Show. And while you're on them socials, remember to follow us, like us, and share us. Say it with me, folks. At, at FLA, FLA Freak Show. Show. Plus, if you see a Florida story we missed, like our other friends here today, share it with us. Absolutely. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms. And yeah. even the ones you don't like, yeah. we would love to hear from you. Until next week i'm Corey o'donnell and i'm kirsten o'donnell until we meet again remember to let your florida freak flag fly yeah bye <laughs> <laughs>